0: Welcome to Shady Grove Radio. I'm Dan Loggins. This is the day the Lord has made. And this is episode number 48 of Shady Grove Radio. We're celebrating Father's Day today. And we have a very special father and a very special son who will be joining us on Shady Grove Radio. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoy this. Somebody is making their... Their broadcast debut on Shady Grove Radio.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm the Shady Grove Preacher's Kid. I'm uh, Andrew Reynolds.
0: The voice you just heard, the, the docile tones of Andrew Reynolds, Pastor Todd and Michelle's son. He is the Preacher's Kid, and I too am a Preacher's Kid. I didn't know if you were aware of that. I see a lot of myself in him, Pastor Todd. Pastor Todd also joins us
2: that's very scary
0: it is scary when you look at me you're seeing his future (laughs) this week we are looking at father's day so i thought it'd be really cool if we had a chance to sit down with pastor todd and his son and talk about Father's Day. The first thing that came to my mind, Andrew, was did he ever call you down when he was preaching? Were you ever cutting up?
1: Not off the top of my head that I can remember that I've ever been called down during a ceremony, uh, or during a, a service, rather. Um I mean, now I've definitely been referred to more than I'd, I'd care to oh, have been goodness. during, during sermons. Even to, yeah. to today, when I'm not even there, I'll hear about how I get referenced. So uh, you get to, you get to be the, a lot of material, you do. um, and inspiration for for where a lot of sermons come from as a as a preacher's kid. But not that I can remember, I've been called out. Now, maybe when I was younger,
0: do you ever remember calling him
2: down there? No, I never called him down. He was always Michelle could give the look.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. Did you ever get taken out of service? when you were little? Did it, did that happen any that you can recall?
2: Not really. He was always pretty good or he was already in children's church or okay. something. I do remember um, one time they were we were in York and um, Andrew was probably about two or three years old and uh, they were doing pastor appreciation for us and so they'd called us up front to give us a little gift and everything and they'd bought Andrew a specific gift and they wanted to go get him out of the nursery and bring him in and so I, he swung the back door of the uh, sanctuary open and he looked down there and saw me standing there and he just said what is it now <laughs> and so like, I was like they have a gift for you <laughs> so, oh
0: that's hilarious yeah, so. did the church did the people react oh
2: yeah they loved it he could do no wrong
0: at a certain age for yeah for the preacher's kids they could do no wrong you probably don't remember that do you I don't with Father's Day coming up, I'm sure there's uh, you have some some memories of things that happened or didn't happen or whatever growing up with your dad, Pastor Todd. Did you ever think at times he could read your mind?
1: You know, I I would say one thing about me and my dad is we are very similar and very different at both the same time, so I do feel like he often knows what I'm thinking and how to counteract it. In terms of being able to read my mind, I would say that we've we've both been so similar in terms of personality that he often knows where I'm going with things. Do you,
0: do you see a lot of yourself, or a lot of him in yourself, personality wise? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the mind reading thing, I'll, I'll tell you this: he reads way more than you will imagine. <laughs> yeah. When you more than I care to know. <laughs> you, how long were you married before?
2: Uh, we were married uh, about four years okay. before we had Andrew.
0: That's enough time for it to be an interruption.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know we wasn't necessarily planning to have Andrew, and we had Andrew, but the Lord, you know, took care of all that and everything, and perfect timing. You so. be kidding
0: me? <laughs> this is the 20th century. It was <laughs> so, okay. That's all right. But, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs>
2: But um, we, um, you know, we had one Christmas. Uh, I guess Andrew was probably at seven or eight, where we got him a, a go kart, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he would have been wanting. And I didn't, I don't think he You mean a motorized, yeah, motorized yeah. gas engine go kart. And uh, I don't think he thought he was getting it or realized he was getting it. So we'd done his whole Christmas, and we had it hiding up in a building behind the parsonage there in York, and uh, had him go out to the building to get something after we'd already opened everything and he saw it in the building. And uh that was probably one of the best Christmases.
0: It's great. Do you remember oh, that? Oh no, I,
1: I vividly remember it. I mean I was a preacher's kid. I was trained to know that go karts were not going to be a normal occurrence of gift. But that that <laughs> level of gift is not a normal occurrence for a preacher's kid. So I remember the excitement of getting that thing and I, I rode the wheels off of it for I mean, probably six, seven yeah. years till we moved up here and wow. then got rid of it. Yeah. Till yeah. we turned sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Without insurance, too. Yes, right? exactly. No insurance. So, D- did you try and teach him any sports? You know, did you think he would well, be an NBA player? Or? No, <laughs> well,
2: I didn't realize, honestly, I didn't realize he was going to be as tall as he was, How or tall? probably would have spent more basketball time. How tall are you, Andrew? six four,
1: six four. 6'4. <laughs> 6'4. So, uh,
2: but baseball was the, the biggest thing we did. We did a lot of, and I tried to coach his baseball, which I organized stuff and had some other guys that could really help actually coach coach and uh so did that with andrew till he was about 12 and then i realized he was getting at the age where it was he needed somebody besides me and so uh, but we spent a lot of time on baseball field so that was fun yeah he played football i mean but baseball was his big thing and like he played basketball and stuff now once he got out of high school i I'm not going to say I taught him to play golf. I introduced him to golf, but now he he can beat me in golf now and outdrive me and stuff. So I'm not sure. I'm glad I did that now,
0: but so. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, so tell me about the baseball. thing. what position did you play?
1: Uh, I pitched and played first base and caught up until I started getting older, and then it was mostly first base through high school and everything.
0: Okay, first through high school. So you yeah. were you were tall, uh, tall, and first base was a good place for you then? Huh? Yeah,
1: yeah. I always loved baseball. That's one thing that uh, I always think about when I think about my dad is those years growing up and him coaching Little League and making the time and everything. Yeah. And, you know, there's definitely some – uh, ministerial ways to the ways he coached, but then there's some days you would have not known he was a preacher on really? the baseball field. Tell us more. Tell, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll never forget that, uh, the one story I had prepared. Oh, All the tobacco uh, spitting. Man. Yeah, yeah. The one story I had prepared to uh, as a little bit of a, uh, a down on my dad was I remember when uh, I start first started playing coach pitch, and I was afraid to get hit by the baseball, and I keep falling out of the box and leaning away. And um, <laughs> the know, next, I know uh, exactly what you mean. The next day, my dad said, "Come on, we're gonna go outside. We're gonna we're gonna fix this." <laughs> and he just proceeds to beam me right in the head with a baseball. <laughs> my mom comes outside. What in the world are you doing?
2: We <laughs> yeah, had to overcome that fear. Yeah, I wasn't scared <laughs> to get hit by a baseball after getting hit by a thirty-five-year-old man. The
1: eleven-year-olds yeah. were, were throwing them in as hard, so, so it wasn't as big, big of a deal. Curveball am- got away from me. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't drop off the table. I
0: pitched high and tight, brother. <laughs> so golf, so baseball, what what else did you guys do together?
2: Like we would do the golf and some the baseball, but baseball was very big for us, like I said, until I got 12 or so. I'm not really a hunting, fishing kind of guy, so we didn't do a whole lot of that and everything. We hung out. now. I don't know if I should admit this or not, but we were pretty competitive, like on the PlayStation, playing baseball and football games. You know, Michelle <laughs> would be like, you, you know, she would dread it when we would go in there so to, Michelle's to two play. Two boys, right? Yes. Yeah. So, because it would get pretty cutthroat. He's a Clemson fan, and I'm a Carolina fan, and we'd get the NCAA football game out, and we would go at it pretty hard. So, did you? Did she I have- was no mercy. But, yeah. <laughs> you don't you didn't let him win? No. So no. but and it tore me up the first time he actually beat me too. So I was <laughs> that would be tough.
1: No, I mean growing up was great. I mean he was a great dad. He was always there, taught me everything I needed to know and that's I never viewed him as different than like any of my friends' dads who weren't preachers. He wasn't that fire and brimstone preacher that most people think that you have if you tell them you're a pre- your preacher's kid he was he was normal and I just went to church a whole lot more than my friends did yeah. <laughs> so but uh you know I, I always felt like everything was normal but then growing up and being almost 25 now thinking about it in retrospect I'm like what in the world I'm like he had me when he was my age and on a youth pastor's salary and I was figuring it out with my mom who was a teacher I'm like how did they, how did they handle all this and pull it all together and get to where they are today, which is uh, probably the craziest thing that uh, I think about historically. Like That that blows my mind a little yeah. bit. Yeah,
2: that's one thing Michelle and I tried to do is, you know, we wanted Andrew's faith to be Andrew's faith, so we tried not to push any more than we had to. So we tried to give boundaries, um, you know, and tried to give him some room to be his own person and not make him feel any different than any of the other kids at church or at, you know, when we were out playing baseball or we wanted him to feel and be normal and not feel awkward because he was a preacher's kid. Hopefully we did all right. But yes.
0: you know, <laughs> usually, usually your kids turn out well in spite of you. Yes. Yeah.
2: You know, everything, you know, changes when you have a, a, a kid, it changes when you get married. But when you have a child, it's just totally different. And then, uh, Shell had a lot of trouble with Andrew, so there was a lot of drama. He got here early, and I was just shell-shocked. You know, I used to be a heavy sleeper. You know, when we had Andrew, we had him in a little bassinet in our room, and I would wake up at everything. There's just this responsibility. I'm responsible for him. It's just a totally different feeling. You see things... Sometimes as a dad, I see a lot of me in Andrew, and sometimes those are the things I probably try to overcorrect because I see me, and I'm like, oh, don't do that. (laughs) Now, Andrew mentioned that his personality is a lot like me, but I see a lot of his mom. To me, Andrew is a lot more like his mom. He's a lot more laid back when things happen and more go with the flow than I am. He's a lot like his granddad, Michelle's dad, that kind of personality. He's, to me, is a lot stronger as far as voicing his opinion than I ever was or probably still am to this day. You know, he will tell you if he don't like something. And, you know, he's just – he's better at – being true to him than I am.
0: What do you see in yourself that you look back on now and you say, I got this from Dad? Yeah, I mean, I Besides think, your stunning good looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: besides that. And hopefully I don't mirror the hair <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for either of you guys, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, one thing about my dad is he's a preacher who's real, and he's a real person as well in the sense that he explains things in a way that makes sense to him and makes sense to most people. And he cares about people in a genuine way as well to where it's not the the fake front of, you know, that a minister can sometimes put off. It's a genuine care for, for people and what they have going on, which is something that I try and, and do in my life as well. Now I'm no, I'm no minister of course, but uh, just in how I interact with people and care about people and try and make a connection with people beyond uh, surface level is something that I think I, I took from my dad, as well as just the morality that you get growing up in a house with with a preacher in it, yeah. <laughs> you know, the the just broader moral compass that you kind of carry through your life of what's right and what's wrong and always having that in the back of your head. And while you may stray from the path occasionally, you're always keeping who you are in terms of, of what's right.
0: As you've watched him minister over the years, is there anything that stands out in your mind?
1: Yeah, I mean that's the one thing about him that I would say is, you know, I I don't think there's any particular circumstance I would call. It. I mean, there's always things that I remember as a kid. Like I remember, I don't know how old I was, six or seven years old. And we're going down the highway in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and some less fortunate person has fallen out of their wheelchair, and dad pulls over the car and gets out and goes and helps that person get back in their wheelchair. Just an absolute stranger. Stuff like that, that you would kind of think you know, that that he would do, because that's the type of person that he is going beyond what he needs to, to help strangers or people in the church Mm -hmm. all the same. But the one thing I would call out about him is, especially now that I've kind of gotten removed from being at my parents' house and just going to church every Sunday yeah. and it being what it is. You know, now that I come back and I go to church, it, there's no other preacher I'd rather see actually preach. Like I've yet to see a preacher that I'm like, that guy's as good as my dad. I don't it's probably a biased thing, but, uh, but I I do truly believe that just he's the best minister I've ever witnessed just the way he commands that room, the way he connects with people and does it with a sense of humor but then bringing that back into the message he's trying to convey and you can feel the spirit in the in the ser in the in the in the sermon when in the congregation when he's there, compared to what I I often don't feel that when I go and see other preachers preach. But <laughs> you
0: know, well, I, I and I think you're I think that's an accurate description. Why, I would have given that same description.
1: Well, from his years in the district office, you know, he went to a different church every Sunday, 160 of them. So that means there's six. 106. So that means there's probably three sermons from those years. You know, <laughs> one. <laughs> All written by your mother.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the good ones at least. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he got in a church where he can he he'll have to have more than three sermons. Just, he does a great get job. Through a year. He does have a, he's so. got a real sense of humor too. Do you guys Thanks. laugh a lot?
1: Yeah, I think we have a very similar sense of humor. Um his, mine's probably a lot drier than his, but yeah, we do joke a lot and it's very sarcastic. Um <laughs> very so. few serious moments.
2: We just kind of react to things in a similar way we laugh about just life sometimes just we just have a similar way to view things yep. yeah so. i would
1: say that's one thing we have in common is both deal with hardships with humor okay uh, to an extent <laughs> like, i get that i don't know it's something we'd share through the radio but i remember when we were sitting in the waiting room and we had just found out that mom had cancer after that uh, all happened and his ringtone goes off, and it's that stupid, the office ringtone. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, right? Like, or are listening to this cherry office ringtone, like, after this heavy moment. I'm like, this is too much. So.
0: You're talking about winding up in sermon illustrations. Can you think of, of a sermon illustration where uh, a story where you used him? I'm sure yeah. the
1: majority of the people listening to this podcast can remember that. I, 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 I probably so.
2: Yeah, you know, I told the one where he got in trouble at kindergarten for saying his Methodist words, but still denies it to this (laughs) day. So that's a constant ongoing thing. (laughs) So, um, you know, um, we would, uh, you know, just as things happened, um, you know, you'd use life in uh, sermon illustrations and so much of what was happening with him was so much of our family and people could relate to. When he was real little, he would do things. At Christmas one year, I shared one of the first times we took him to sit on Santa Claus's lap. Now, when Andrew, this is preacher kid stuff, when he first was learning to talk and people would ask him his name, he would say his name was Sunday school. Uh, So uh, that's typical. And we took him, Michelle took him to the mall to sit on Santa Claus's lap. And it's just, it's, he sat there and Santa Claus asked him, what do you want for Christmas? And Andrew, uh, you know, Santa Claus asked him, what is what is your name? And he said, Sunday school. And so it's, he's just like looking and he says, what do you want for Christmas? And Andrew said, a Bible. And, and, you know, Santa Claus is sitting there about to cry. You know, it's like, oh, this is the most precious kid in the world. And we're just like, oh, man,
0: you know. How did you how did he get that? Why how did he think his name was Sunday school? I have no
2: idea. I mean, you know, we were we were emphasizing Sunday school at the
0: church, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Can you think of time you got blamed for something that absolutely wasn't other than the
1: yeah, um, well, not particularly because I am an only child. Yeah. So I mean, everything <laughs> that, that was broken in the you, house huh? and if he was broke, me. He could blame. Yeah, you. I mean, whether it be me hitting a baseball and breaking the siding, or you know, accidentally discharging a paintball gun in my room and did messing you, up the did, wall, did you do or, that? or oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> those, yeah, those were there you was were no paintings. putting it on anybody
0: else. You painted your own room. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: Um, I do remember when he went to college, that's the negative to having an only child is because when he went to college, it was just like empty nest all at once. And um, I remember I came home from work one day, and Michelle was sitting there, and she was upset, and, uh, you know, he'd just been gone a day or two. And uh, I remember asking her, I was like, are you still upset that he's gone, or are you upset that I came home? And she just didn't miss a beat. She looked at me and said, a little bit of both. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah that is tough when your kids go away yeah
2: but now we always knew when something was broke who did it so that was the good thing okay
0: okay (laughs) tell me the tell me the 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 kindergarten story um andrew just
2: started and um michelle had just started working at the school as well and um that day I went to pick him up because Michelle had to stay after school for meetings or something, and she met me at the car with him and said, "You won't believe what your son did today." And I was like, "Okay." So I got him in the car and got him home, and he—they were playing dodgeball or something Ballard. like that. Uh, well. And the teacher said when he got hit with the ball, he said a word he shouldn't have said, and so she'd told Michelle about it and everything, and so I made him the next day, took him to school, made him go to the gym teacher and apologize. Then we went to his kindergarten teacher and made him apologize to her. And, uh, you know, the whole time Andrew's like, I didn't say that, but I was like, well, we're going to apologize anyway. And to this day he says he didn't say that, but I said, we're going to apologize anyway. But, uh, the kicker was they knew Michelle was a preacher's wife. And, uh, when the kindergarten teacher I said well you know they just pick up things all the time in school now and i was like well i've told his mom to watch the language but
0: <laughs> so so uh, from your perspective what happened
1: well we were bowling uh, that day in kindergarten and i remember the girl's name was charlie who had said that i had cursed when i'd apparently missed a bowl or something in that regard and i remember using a not a real swear word but you know a Oh, no, or darn, or something in that regard. I'm a preacher's kid. I'm five years old. I've not heard curse words yet at this point in my life. And then she went and told on me, and then I get drug out of there to my mom's room. And in retrospect, I was five years old. Pretty pretty harsh overreaction for a five-year-old using a an alleged curse word, um, in my opinion. But I still, to this day, hold that I did not. You were framed. I was framed, yeah. Yes.
2: Some man in the grassy knoll said it. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yep. Do you have a memorable Father's Day? Um, You know, when you're a father and they're now like a year old, that's not exciting. Right. Um, At least it wasn't for me.
2: One neat thing, um, and it's not so much, it's just Andrew's birthday uh, is June 20th. So every so often, like this year, his birthday and Father's Day are on the same day. So that's just uh, those to me now he don't like it because Father's Day out drowns his birthday because it's much more important day uh, but uh you know but you know it's the to me that's always a neat thing is when Father's Day and his birthdays the on the same day like that those are fun it happens about once every six seven years so
0: I want to have you pray for all the fathers okay and we'll put this we'll tag this in at the last of the uh of the podcast. It sounds like we need to do this again in a few more years and get and catch up on (laughs) the recent developments that'll be that'll be coming up later on. So if you don't mind, just pray for uh, Shady Grove and and the fathers and those that will someday be fathers. Father, I do thank you that, Lord, you
2: are the ultimate father and you are the father to all of us who are fathers and dads, and you're also uh, the father to the fatherless, as your word says. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for your love, for your care, for your provision. Uh, And Father, we just ask that um, for the men of the church and the dads of the church, that you help us to be a better reflection of you uh, and who you are. And Father, we just ask for uh, those who will are new to fatherhood, and those who are um, um, one day going to be fathers, that you just give them a heart uh, like you. And we just pray for all of us, Lord, that we uh, serve you and love you, uh, because Lord, you are a good, good Father. For it's in your name we pray. Amen.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Shady Grove Radio and the celebration of Father's Day from Shady Grove Wesleyan Church. Our executive producer is Pastor Todd Reynolds. Our technical producers, Tanisha Patrick and Chris Garman. And I'm Dan Loggins. Thank you for listening and join us again. Thank you for joining us today on Shady Grove Radio. I'm Dan Loggins, and if you have any questions about anything you heard on Shady Grove Radio today, send me an email, dan at shadygroveradio.com. Dan at shadygroveradio.com.